Bruce, why is the casino completely filled with Wookiees right now? I'm so sorry, Michael. I know it's a hairy situation, but I'll try to fix the problem. There's just too many of them. I don't know what to do because it's life day. Life day. Is that why they're wearing like those really creepy robes that make them look like they're in some kind of cult or something? That's the life day robes. That's what they wear for life day. They actually, that's the one time a year they actually wear clothes. Okay. That's strange, but they're at least gambling, right? Yes, they're definitely gambling. Uh, Sir, come over here. Could you tell us why you're wearing this robe? Is it because of life day or is it because you just feel lucky at the slot machines? I didn't understand, like, not a word of that. I think he's had too much to drink. Do we have a translation droid? No, you told me not to order one. You, you found them annoying. Yeah, they're super annoying. And you don't think the Wookiees are? Yes! Enjoy your stay. What have we here? I suggest a new strategy. You truly belong here with us, my club. Welcome, scoundrels, to the 25th episode of Cloud City Casino. That's right. I can't believe it. we made it this far either. But we're glad to have you visiting us here in our fabulous podcast, Among the Clouds. And in case you didn't know, we are the official collecting and gaming podcast of the StarWarsReport.com. And I am your administrator of this facility and your host, Michael Morris. Also, sharing in some of the uh, hosting duties here, Bruce Gibson. That's right. Here I am. I'm here in the casino, ready to talk some Star Wars stuff today. Some Star Wars stuff today. Well, what kind of stuff were we thinking about talking today? Well, okay, so I was thinking about the fact that, you know, we're in the holiday season, uh, and right now all I'm thinking about is The Force Awakens, but then I thought I should take a break and really focus on the fact that it's another season. It is a holiday season, and Ah. we're coming into Christmas, and with Christmas you get ornaments for the tree. So why don't we talk about Hallmark Star Wars ornaments. Screw that noise. Let's do audio commentary of the holiday special. We need Wookiees for that. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, we'll do ornaments then. Well, if we're not going to do that, then let's get somebody else who's hairy. Okay. That works too. I was going to say, let's get somebody who might know a thing or two about ornaments, but... Well, this guy is hairy and he knows a thing or two about ornaments. (laughs) That is what I like to call a win-win, which for a casino, pretty awesome situation. Maybe we could get a win-win-win and then everybody wins. There's three of us. That is math. I'm good with it. You know, I had an intern the previous summer, and her name was Wynn. That's awesome, but I think it's time to introduce our guest. And our guest today is, put your hands together, Matthew Rushing. Wow. I've never had such a small response. Uh, uh, (laughs) Well, that's that's how we do Uh, things here in the casino. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Usually when I walk into a place, it's it's a little bit bigger, you know, but uh, it's it's fine. Well, this is the vault. Oh. You oh, walked right. into the vault. And we're That's actually trapped in here now here. Um, because there's only supposed to be one person in the vault, and Bruce broke the rule, and now there's three of us, and it smells like poop, so. And if you talk That's... Disney, it's Disney Vault Talk. Wow. Hey. That is like a reference inside a reference inside a reference. Can we get some Corellian, like, brandy in here or something, then, or... 
Um, well, normally we could, but we're trapped. So, dang it. Oh. Fortunately, the uh, vault is on this really weird thing where it opens up every hour. So, we should be good here shortly. Whew. Good news. <laughs> well, I mean, smell. It, it, it smells like wet Wookiee in here. Yeah, that's actually my fault, but we'll get into that at another time. Okay. So, holiday ornaments. Uh, I actually have a, a little, um, I guess you would say tradition with my wife. Ever since our first year of being married, we, on our first year, we, we got a tree and we got one Star Wars ornament that was the, you know, they do ornament releases every year. And so every single year we've done that, except this year she totally decided to try and break tradition. And even though we uh, decided on the one ornament that we were going to go with, she has now bought two other ornaments uh, with The Force Awakens coming out. So she's breaking tradition, but we're still getting uh, a Christmas ornament. So uh, how about you, Matt? You um, you seem like you've probably gotten more than one a year, right? I, I have. I have. Um, you know, I can remember the back 1996, we were visiting my uh, aunt and uncle in Reno, and uh, we happened to uh, be in a mall. Uh, it was right after Christmas, and the Hallmark store... Um, we walked into, had some leftover ornaments. You know, they always have them on sale after Christmas and trying to get rid of them. And um, this was the first year that they did any Star Wars and our Star Trek ornaments. Um, and that year they did the Millennium Falcon. Mm -hmm. And then they also did three, uh, a collection of three mini ornaments with a AT-AT Walker. Uh, a TIE fighter and an X-Wing. And so I snagged up that uh, Millennium Falcon real quick, uh, which was awesome because not only was the Millennium Falcon, but you could plug it into the light string and it would light up like the the hyperdrive in the back and the, the cockpit and everything. So I, from that point on, was like totally hooked. It, I mean, one, it's Christmas, so it's the best time of the year. Two... It's Star the most Wars. wonderful time, time of, the, of the year. Exactly. Uh, so it was Star Wars and my favorite time of the year, and I have not stopped collecting ornaments ever since. So, uh, And each year, I, I, I got to say, you know, Hallmark really puts out a quality product, and uh, I, had, I look forward to every year just seeing what they're going to come out with. Well, because and you're a big Star Wars fan. And I just some people might not know who you are, but you actually do podcasting in a sense for Star Wars because I've been on your show, right? You're. Do, could you tell just real quick about what you do and and your relation to Star Wars before we? Yeah. Go further? Uh, oh gosh. Um, well, my Star Wars story uh, started a, a long, long time ago when I was a much younger lad, uh, and. It was in the dark times, uh, so, you know, after the films had come out, uh, it was probably like my sixth or seventh birthday or something like that, and all of my friends came over, uh, my, my three best friends, and we watched all three Star Wars movies uh, in one night, which obviously is a big deal when you're like seven, you get to stay up past midnight. Um, so, I have loved Star Wars ever since. Um, you know, that night we woke up in the middle of the night and I popped Empire Strikes Back in because it was already my favorite after watching all three. And I've uh, been a, a, just a huge fan um, ever ever since then. And, I, you know, there's something that's so cool 
about Star Wars that I think just grabs you. And the best part about it is I think that the older you get, the more you realize just what Star Wars is about. It's it's really not just for kids. Like, um, it's made for kids, but there's also, it's kind of like those best Disney movies, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's made for kids, but there's plenty of jokes your kids aren't going to get. So uh, it's for the kid inside of you. Exactly. That's exactly right, Bruce. So, so then you've got the 602 club podcast that talks about all kinds of geek stuff, but you have lots of star Wars episodes. We do. Uh, we do. Um, the 602 club was started uh, as a way to talk about non star Trek things on our network at Trek.fm. And, uh, so, it was also one of my ways of being able to talk about Star Wars, and uh, luckily, um, by doing that, we actually have our own Star Wars feed now, uh, where we put all the Star Wars episodes, which uh, has become very popular. And yeah, I mean, what better thing than to have all of this great new stuff to talk about? And you know, every year it's awesome. Hallmark just serves up some great Star Wars goodies that I need hanging on my tree, even if <laughs> yes. it is the Dark Lord of the Sith. And how many of these ornaments do you buy every year? Oh, geez. What are you averaging uh, at? Uh, okay. Well, let's see. This year, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 ornaments. I have 8 of them. <laughs> so that's, uh, and it's, you know, it's obviously gotten progressively better as my years have gone on, um, mainly because, you know, I have money. I'm not like a you know, 15-year-old anymore trying to do this. Yeah, how much uh, do these cost for each ornament about? Uh, okay, so let's take this year um, for everyone. If you were going out to pick up, say, uh, the Y-Wing this year, it, I believe it was $29.99. Uh, you got uh, the Zeb from this year from Rebels, and he's about $14.95. So um, the Luke where he's standing doing his handstand and Yoda's on his um, foot and uh, it's got the sound for it. Goodness, that one was like, I think that was 29 or 30. I think that's 34.99. Yeah, it's 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 not cheap and so... So and what kind the, of sound is it making? Is it Luke going... Uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's Luke um, raising the rocks. You can kind of hear that and then R2 starting to go crazy is the um, X-Wing you know, falls in deeper into the swamp and uh, Yoda talking about how Luke should should not try, he should do. Right. So, um, but cool. then the coolest thing, every year too, uh, in the last like five or six years, they've been doing very exclusive sets for things like San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, uh, Celebration, things like that. In fact, Bruce, this last year at Celebration, you picked up uh, a very special ornament for me, which was the Vader and Luke Starkiller uh, concept art uh, ornaments that they did, which uh, they're beautiful. And those, I mean, let's see, last year's um, special that they did, or no, not last year, but... Uh, Oh, goodness. It's like uh, 2012, the exclusive for Celebration is the Obi-Wan and um, Pondabata, uh, Pondabata, excuse me. And uh, that one on eBay right now is still like over $100. <laughs> uh, it actually comes with detached arm, too. So you like hang Ponda up and then you hang his arm next to him. It's pretty funny. 
And you have that one? Oh, no. Uh, oh, okay. I, I mean, I didn't get to go to Celebration that year. And uh, those are really difficult to get because they are limited to uh, about 2,000. And so people selling them at that point, they're looking to make a profit. I mean, they're, they're in this for the money at that point. So, but uh, it's, it's so fun every year, you know, to see what they come out with. And my tree is literally bursting with, you know, <laughs> geekdom. It's, it's pretty awesome. Now, you, you don't put the Star Trek and the Star Wars on the same tree, do you? Oh yeah, they they reside side by side uh, along with uh, the Harry Potter and the you know the Doctor Who and the Peanuts ornaments and all the order the ornaments. So it's a it's a a multi genre tree, <laughs> um, and strangely enough, it's never you know like sucked itself into a space time continuum problem or anything like that. So well, that's good. Yeah. You you never know when it's that that last ornament you didn't expect and then. Poof. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, I've mixed too many genres. <laughs> I crossed the streams. No, um, <laughs> who's a young man was killed when his Christmas tree exploded. It looks like there may have been too many genres on the tree. Oh, Post now warn. Please be careful when putting too many ornaments of different genres on your tree. Oh, fantastic! I actually hope that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, too. I w- I would just. I'd kind of just be like, huh, I didn't think that was a real thing. Um, but no, I'd, I think I'm safe because uh, besides Star Wars and, you know, your your general Christmas ornaments, I have the one lone Spider-Man ornament. I saw it. They've got a new one this year. It looks really, really sweet. But Chrissy says I can't have it. She can apparently have as many Force Awakens ornaments as she wants, but I can't have an extra Spider-Man ornament. But oh, I didn't even mention that. But yeah, I've got like Superman and... Batman and they they do some yeah, great sweet. work and then also have Gandalf they oh I've got Hobbit and yep. Lord of the Rings too goodness so yeah I mean <laughs> pretty much every uh, you know major genre out there they've done some great ornaments for and and that's one of the fun things every year when they bring out what they call their dream book mm-hmm. and it usually comes out in like July or a little bit like in June for all the ornaments that are going to be out, it's like one of my favorite days of the year. <laughs> so, I mean, I know it sounds sad, but, you know, it's the little things, man. Well, I actually remember um, when that day hit because Bruce told me about it. He told me that, like, you had mentioned it to him and, and we're super excited. I was like, really? Already? Okay. Yeah, um, they release ornaments, like, in July. Mm-hmm. It's It's kind of insane. Now, one thing, though, where they have released most of them, uh, we actually, this July, did not get everything, uh, right? Yeah. Or, or am yeah. I wrong on that? No, you're correct. Um, the, one of the things that they do is they kind of stagger release. Uh, so this year, uh, I believe that you could get maybe like the Zeb ornament uh, in, in the summer and, and maybe the R2 and C-3PO, but all the other ones were either an October or November release. Um, and uh, specifically this year, their, their limited edition where they only made a few was the Admiral Akbar. Uh, so uh, I had to get that because, you know, I needed somebody on my tree to remind me that it could be a trap <laughs> at any moment. Anytime you're hanging that, that exactly. new genre ornament on there. <laughs> uh, so uh, Does it make noise? 
Yeah, I, I wish it did. I wish. Can you imagine if you just pressed yeah. the button? It's like, it's a trap. I, I do feel like that's a little bit of a a missed opportunity from them, but maybe yeah. next year. Um, but yeah, uh, in fact, just the last, I guess it was two weeks ago, the Captain Phasma ornament uh, mm-hmm. from the Force Awakens came out, and it is a, it's like chrome plated. It's really nice. It's a, so, it's a beautiful and, ornament. It's very, it's really nice. And then they did Kylo Ren from the Force Awakens this year as well. So, and you ordered the Captain Phasma one. I did. I couldn't find it in the store, but they they had it online. So I just went ahead okay. and snagged it there. Oh, um, and Kylo Ren, you got that one too, right? I have Kylo as well. Um, mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed. I, I was surprised that the first Rebels ornament that we have gotten ever was Zeb. Um, it, it seemed like to me if you were going to do rebels now i love zeb he's great but i just i figured it would have been like a kanan or a hera or even ezra yeah especially uh, since ezra is the the main character or chopper chopper know? sabine i mean I, it just uh, i would have thought though if you were gonna do anyone it would have been ezra kanan or hera just because i disagree of, so <laughs> i i really think it should be the puffer pig a nice round <laughs> ornament on the tree in the Bruce. traditional sense. Bruce, no, the puffer pig is is one of the worst creations in Star Wars. Ever. I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, no, I don't. I don't enjoy the puffer pig episode. Um, it, it's it's not my favorite. But wait, 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 that's the Lando episode. It is the Lando episode. Yeah, that's, that was one of my least. I don't favorites, think you're allowed to say that in here, but I'll. Uh, but I do have the Lando ornament. <laughs> he was a, a limited edition a few years ago, and. I he is looking so stylish. He's got the cape and everything. So, yeah, well done, well done. Oh yeah, he's kind of like in an action pose. Yeah, yeah, he is in a very actiony pose. And I have to also commend Hallmark because they are one of the few places that actually had Clone Wars merchandise at all. Uh, they did Clone Wars merchandise for the Gindy series with some mini ornaments, and they also did it with um, the uh, I guess not it. The Dave Filoni series. <laughs> the Filoni series. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, they did Anakin and Ahsoka, and then they did Yoda and Captain Rex. So, uh, But they're, I mean, honestly, I mean, remember back in the day, there just, there wasn't that much Clone Wars merchandise mm-hmm. really out there. Um, and uh, I was, I was, I, yeah, I picked those up quick because really nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through your ornaments, and there's, there's some that I didn't even know about, and they are, they're just so beautiful. Um, and, and I love the, the Gindy series. I, that, that series holds such a special place in my heart. Uh, that, that's a big part of where I thought Asajj was very cool. And, um, she ended up being my favorite part of the Filoni series. And, wow. uh, you know, I, she, she was so cool. Now, who who created Asajj Ventress? Was that part, I know it was part of that series, but was that their idea or George's no, or someone else? She was pulled over from a Dark Horse comic, unless I'm incorrect. But I'm pretty sure she 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 made she made her first appearance in a Dark Horse comic. I don't know if she had been mm-hmm. created prior or if they just liked her and brought her over. But she actually appeared in the comic. She comics is first. based off of artwork that they had had for having force uh, like a, a dark force priestess or a witch or something like that and they it was just concept art that was never used uh for the prequels and so they were able to use that with Asajj and yeah I mean they created one of the best characters that mm-hmm. I mean f- one of the most complex female characters specifically too uh, I think that uh we've ever seen so 
Now, does she have an ornament? Uh, she does. She has. Uh, she is a part of the Gindy series collection that they had, which was Asajj, uh, Anakin, and Yoda. And really, uh, they're nice. I, I actually, <laughs> Bruce, oh, I see we it now. Yeah, yeah. We were we were getting ready for the the show. I was getting ready for the show today, going through and seeing what ornaments I had. Uh, and there's this great website that I was using, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm missing that, and I'm missing that, and so I just went over to eBay and I. I snagged some, and that was one that I snagged because uh, it was going for like five bucks or something like that. Oh, wow. Still in the box, and I was like, heck yeah, I'll take that. Oh, yeah. that's Man, you're about to start me into... <laughs> I'm going down a path Bruce can't follow. Um, <laughs> Michael's, Michael, Michael's uh, eBaying right now, so he's a little slow, guys. Well, Just Bruce is already... So, Matt, I used to only do mint in box collecting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bruce became the co-host or, or you know, uh, sorry, I hate the whole host co-hosting. Um, so and, and then your partner. Yeah, it's he became part of the posse. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah, I became, became his owner of the casino. <laughs> my Robin. No, but see, you're not my Robin. You're more like my um, we're like Thelma and Louise. No, I think we're I about to go more... over a cliff. I think of us more as like the Imperial scanning crew. So you're, you're the other guy holding the crate. (laughs) Yeah. You're just about to get knocked out while uh, (laughs) you get your uniforms taken. You should, they, that you know, you you're up there and your your skivvies. Mm-hmm. And Vader finds you and then chokes you out. Well, well, actually, so that was uh, actually the stormtroopers. So we we're just the guy, like they didn't even want our clothes. Like we just got knocked out. That's true. <laughs> it's as much as Bruce. <laughs> absolutely no use for you whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. What did they do with those guys? Did they kick them off the ship eventually, or did they just haul them off with them and kept them and rested them? I have no idea because they just you know turned around and ran back. Now I guess we could assume that Vader figured it out. And... No, they put them back in the scanning box, and then they must have <laughs> moved them out. That's probably what happened. Oh, I feel like those guys are dead. Um, I think that's that's a safe probably bet. probably the case. Oh, so wait, um, unless they took them back to Yavin. So Michael, you you think of us as being these dead guys now? That's what you're saying. We're dead. Well, maybe they're not dead. Maybe they're um maybe they got taken back to Yavin with uh, Han and Luke and the princess. I don't know. I looked for them in the novel Lost Stars, and they never mentioned them. <laughs> they mentioned a lot of sex, though. Apparently, according to Teresa Delgado, I don't know. Um, that's a great book. I haven't, that book I haven't read it yet. Hands down, like one of the best books the new canon so far. It's I, I've heard that fantastic. I've heard that from a few people. It's yeah. it's going to be so. the last one on my uh, new canon read list. I'm I'm working through uh, Weapon of the Jedi at the moment. I've already finished uh, Weapon Aftermath. Of the Jedi, so good. Uh, yeah, it's I'm I'm liking it so far. It's <sighs> because it is that young adult. There's a little bit of the verbiage that kind of I'm just like. Eh, but as as a story, it's good. It's enjoyable. Um, like like Dark Disciple, good. <sighs> Dark Disciple is hands down the best book of the new canon. So I did yes. not enjoy Dark Disciple. But um, whoa 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 whoa! Yeah, hold on. We're gonna I have did to not fight. like that. <laughs> well, I set this one up. Go. <laughs> you did not like Dark Disciple. I did, I did not, not like understand. Dark Disciple. So Bruce and I joke all the time that pretty much what what most fans like, I don't like, and and what I love most. So that's fans why don't you like Aftermath. I loved Aftermath. Yeah, I did. see, that's yeah, that's most fans were didn't like it, and so okay, yeah, okay, uh, it's um, so yeah, that's just that's my thing. 
what ifs. It's um, cool. I mean, that's why Star Wars is so big. You know, right. some people can be wrong and some people can rewrite. Well, you, Michael, you need so, to read Heir to the Jedi. You'll love it. I'm uh, Heir to the Jedi you know is the worst book of the new canon. So, so don't read that one. I so here's the thing. I'd heard people talk about it, you know, and of course I heard the whole uh, Tootle Fruits. And I'm like, yeah, that is dumb. But and I haven't I haven't read it yet or anything. But I, I am thinking of probably just checking it out on on the uh, audiobook because Nathan Butler surprisingly, uh, when he was doing the review, and not that they gave it like this glowing review, but when he was talking to him, I'm like, that actually sounds really interesting. So it sounds interesting, uh-huh. except that th- you're reading Weapon of the Jedi right now, mm-hmm. and that's everything that Heir to the Jedi should have been. Well, the, is it the girl's so. the one that I'm the most interested in? How how they how Nathan at least was kind of uh, explaining her and everything. I'm like, she sounds like a really cool character. Yeah, she, she unfortunately she doesn't have enough to do in the story. It's okay. just a cool character. I agree. If you okay, let me put it this way: if you don't like young adult fiction, mm-hmm. okay, Heir to the Jedi feels like the worst young adult fiction <laughs> I've ever read. That's okay. that's the quality that you're getting there. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, but you also like everything that other fans don't. Right, you right. Said, so, so you could love it. It could be yeah. your favorite book of the new canon. It could totally be. I'm, so, I'm really weird. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. And this Bruce, I think, uh, I think Bruce doesn't. I think this makes him maybe a little mad. But so you talk about like, uh, my, my least favorite. Not, not that I dislike it, but my, you know, if you're gonna put them in order, my least favorite, uh, film, of, of the saga, it's Revenge of the Sith. Which most people say, you know, because hey, I got to ask, wh- yeah. why, 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 why? <laughs> so I, well, I couldn't even get that out. I, yeah, well, wait, his right. favorite is the Ewok movies. <laughs> That's right. My my favorite, of course. Uh, not saying no. I'm not saying which one is the your, best because because there, there's a difference between Christ. favorite and best, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but my favorite is is easily Return of the Jedi. I I love that okay. film so much. I mean, Return of the Jedi is legit, though. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's still a good movie. So because I, it has Ewoks, I, it, there's nothing wrong with Ewoks. I mean, it, <laughs> that's why like, he loves the Ewok Bruce movies. It's it's cool. I mean, it's I, heck, people can love Jar Jar Binks, and mm-hmm. I don't have any problem with that. So right. now, yeah. now talking about the actual Ewok movies, as a kid, I haven't seen them since I was a kid, and I never even could complete them. As a child, I absolutely loathed those films. So. Well, it's weird that Return of the Jedi is your favorite. I, I can't believe that you don't have um, the Ewok ornaments that they just released a couple of years ago. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big Ewok guy. Um, oh, I don't. I don't. I, I don't hate them, but I'm just not. To me, they were. <clears throat> I, I saw their place in the uh, the mythos, and I I defend their their existence. Yeah, but at the same time. Uh, as they were described in uh, Aftermath, they're rat-faced bear creatures or whatever. You know, I'm like, okay, they're... I, I mean, honestly, they are pretty freaky. I mean, mm-hmm. they were going to eat Han and Luke. So, and... I mean, they're cannibals, pretty much. Well, well, not cannibals, but they do eat people. Um, yeah, I mean... You know, I, oh, I don't think they eat each other, but they them. might, right. Uh, they might be cannibals. We, I mean, we, they, they do seem to just pretty much eat anything. Um, uh, they probably had Imperial... You know, after oh that no, they absolutely the had uh, satellite Imperial. dish going up. You know, they had some barbecue Imperial. Uh, yeah, and they shared it with Han and Leia. Yes, they made a celebration. They... Oh, so good, so good. Just check it out. You know, like well, in their Ewok language. Have you? I don't know if you read the comics or anything, but they actually uh, pretty much 
say in uh, uh, Shattered Empire. They're like, yes, I don't know what this is, but it's delicious. And I'm like, you're eating stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. You know. So. Uh, that's why, that's probably why Luke was standing there long enough to make sure that all of Vader was burned. Right. Ewoks <laughs> don't eat my dad. feasting on, you know, Dark Lord of the Sith. <laughs> that's why episode seven is 30 years later. They were so distraught and embarrassed about what happened in the emperor the emperor em, the bad people and so they had to go into hiding for 30 years well or or maybe um maybe with the ewoks when they ate vader they developed his sith powers and that's how there's the force awakening yeah, maybe the Knights of Ren are just a bunch of like bunch of Ewoks on Sith each other. Ewoks. <laughs> They're standing on each other's shoulders yes. with the robes. <laughs> awesome. And they use the flame troopers for barbecue. Exactly. That's what they're there for. Oh my god, that was just way too fantastic of a revelation. They're, they're looking for some fried calamari, Armand calamari, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> like Akbar, that looks delicious. <laughs> It's <laughs> the main dish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyhow, back to the ornaments. Um, even though I, I said it wasn't my favorite, I, I did enjoy it. I am really digging this uh, Revenge of the Sith ornament, the Obi Wan versus Anakin, yes. or Obi Wan versus Vader. I yes. don't know which one you want to uh, say. I actually. That was one of the ornaments that I went ahead and snagged on eBay today because I found it at a really good price. And I was like, I don't have this one. Why don't I have this? I should get this one because it's an awesome Star Wars movie. And that's one of the most pivotal scenes mm -hmm. is that scene. So, And then, yeah, that that Vader and Luke one where they're right in front of the huge Death Star window there where they're fighting from uh, Turn of the Jedi is mm -hmm. just... It's brilliant. So, uh, yeah, they create not only great character ornaments, but they create some great scenes. I mean, they've got um, Luke getting his lightsaber from Obi-Wan for the first time. That's yes. really good. And I love the name of it, too. Yes, yes. Yeah, Jedi Legacy Revealed. So uh, they have a great episode one ornament with the the Duel of the Fates um, with uh, Obi-Wan on one side of the... Energy uh, plasma field. wall there, yeah. and then Qui Gon and and Darth Maul on the other. So mm -hmm. it, it's they their work is is pretty phenomenal. So I I oh my gosh, every year I just can't wait to put up the Christmas tree and put on oh, yeah. you know ten new ornaments, and I'm like I need a bigger tree. I didn't even know of that one's existence, and and once again, uh, this may may chap some people, but that's at least one of my favorite lightsaber duels in the saga um just some of the nuances of it you know i just absolutely love and that what, episode one mm -hmm. oh yeah i don't think there's any fan out there that would argue that that isn't like hands down one of the best lightsaber battles that's ever okay. been I, I, I just know some people are just like uh you know i, I mean right i've heard a little I mean, bit even if you don't like episode one how could you not like darth maul going at two jedi not only is that the best battle but it's the best music to a battle it is really good. It's I, it see, good. And, and I'll say, even though it's, I love, I love the uh, Duel of Fates. I actually, and it, it may just go back to um, uh, nostalgia, but I actually love the, um, and I don't even know the name of it, but the music for Jedi that was playing. It's, 
you know what I'm talking about? Or it's, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's 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 excellent music, mm-hmm. I, and that's the I, that's one of the best parts of Star Wars is the the music, and and John Williams rarely disappoints. Uh, the only thing that was disappointing that it had anything to do with John Williams was the lack of extended soundtracks for the prequels Mm -hmm. Uh, the fact that the only complete one that we got was episode one uh when episode two and three both have fantastic music that you never get to hear on the soundtracks because Mm -hmm. they've never given us anything more so uh still kind of miffed about that one did you ever hear the rumor it was several years ago that john williams was going to go back and and retool some of his music for new hope and get the imperial march in there and i mean i heard that one for a long time and then it just died away but there was a rumor that he was going to go and just i think for one of the special editions like the dvd release or something like that and work some of that music in but it never happened with i I can tell from matthew's face he would not like that i don't i don't know if if you know one of the things about star wars and the music is the progression and um you know i don't think vader totally deserves that music until empire you know that character. Uh, I think that theme and the, it's so forceful. And I mean, it, it lets you know that Vader means business. It's like he's got his business socks on, and it's time to to put the smack down. So uh, I think that that theme being there lets you know more about that character than him having to say anything. Yeah, and um, and yeah. Uh, I, I could totally be wrong on this, but to me that sounds a lot like a rumor and less like anything legit because to from from everything that I've seen heard and whatever say what you want about Lucas and and his additions in the uh, special editions but I think doing something like that for the prequels sounds or not prequel excuse me but for the um the saga changing the music around like that seems out of character you know not to say he wouldn't change music but Something like that just does not seem like George Lucas in my mind. Well, but and there have been some do. there have been some minor cue changes in the special editions in the original trilogy. My friend John Mills knows all of them. Uh, he's even better with the music than I am. But uh, but they're they're very they're minor. It, it mm-hmm. I mean you have to really know what you're listening for to know the the big changes that have happened. They're not really big changes, but to know the changes. So, um, but to have something major like to add the Imperial March into Episode Four, wow that that's like I don't know that might even be bigger than for people than Han shooting you know first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that really—I I feel like that really does change the whole flow of the films um, mm-hmm. when you start to really change around the music. It's one of the things that bothers me sometimes in Rebels is that they just sample music from the the original trilogy so much instead of creating their own sound and their own themes, uh, because it's like, well, but that theme used to belong to Luke and Leia, now it is in this scene, it doesn't fit the same as mm-hmm. it did, say, in Return of the Jedi. So well, I'm glad you brought that up, because that's my concern. As we get closer and closer to The Force Awakens, my concern is that, too. When Rebels started, I felt like it tried to cater too much to be a reflection and a mirror to those, uh, you know, the, A New Hope, Empire, and Jedi to appease the fans. And I'm, I'm getting to a point that I'm afraid they're going to do the same with the movie, and I do not want rehashes. I don't want fan service. I want original stories, original music, original everything. 
Do you really think, though, I mean, just put it this way, for a fan like J.J. Abrams, do you think he wants, I mean, he he's he's listened to all the soundtracks, he's watched all the movies, do you really think he wants, you know, um, John Williams just to do, like, his greatest hits, or do you think he doesn't want him to create amazing new themes for... I'm not talking just about the music, I'm talking story. I'm talking everything, okay. every yeah, element, guess, not yeah. just the music. But I, I'm less concerned well, about the music. Well, we do have music. a <coughs> Death Star three. So. <laughs> See, that's my point. Yeah. And we have planets that look like Tatooine, but it's not Tatooine. We have a planet, I guess, that looks like Yavin, but maybe it's not Yavin. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. I'm just worried about that because I felt like in Star Trek Into Darkness, I felt like he tried to cater too much to fans, not in story, but in all the other elements throughout. And it was just a little too much. Well, you could argue that um, just in general from the design work that we're seeing or really not seeing from The Force Awakens. I mean, look at all the design work we're seeing. It's it's nothing revolutionary. Uh, Captain Phasma's cool, but she's just a stormtrooper in chrome armor, so that's not all that revolutionary. She's a, uh, she's a giant TIE lady fighters, stormtrooper in chrome armor. You know, tie, TIE fighters are um, TIE fighters. They just have a different paint job. Uh, Millennium Falcon, still Millennium Falcon, just has a different radar dish, you know. I, I mean, none of the design work here so far uh, is is revolutionary. And then the new design, I think about even just ship-wise that we've seen, uh, is Ren's shuttle. And I gotta say, not half as cool as, like, the Imperial shuttle. Like, mm-hmm. it leaves so much to be desired for me. So, um, you know, I... I think maybe, and I'm crossing my fingers, that they're keeping a lot of that stuff under wraps so that it's when we see the film that then we can be blown away by the new things. Mm-hmm. They're just showing us the old stuff, hopefully, to get everybody excited, and then yeah. we can be blown away by the new stuff. That's uh, my hope. That's my yeah. hope, too. Yeah. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, in the end, yeah, these X-Wings are a little bit different, but it's still an X-Wing. That's yeah. my current hope and my new hope. <laughs> Love it. I'm, I like that I could give Bruce a new hope. So, I, you know, I actually, I, I agree with you on that shuttle because that's the thing with me where I've been going through buying a bunch of the merchandise and stuff. And, and when, anytime they do something like, you know, we get a lot of those uh, titanium ships and, and I see Kylo's shuttle and I'm like, I want to be excited about this. And I don't, you know, there's there's times where you know, especially in uh, some of the media and stuff, you see something and you're like, that's not Star Wars. To me, it feels adequate. You know, it, it looks like a ship that, that I would see in Star Wars. It's just not exciting. It's not, you know, if, if I'm, if I think, you know, back to, to being a child and being like, man, I'd love to be flying around the galaxy in this. I go, eh. Uh, yeah. Because you know. <laughs> it's kind of like an odd shape with those long wings. You yeah. Know? It just Yeah. Yeah, like you know, even the things that they would invent for and and they they use for the Clone Wars, you know, the new designs that they gave us there, um, with the Venerator uh, Star Destroyers were pretty cool. I I actually oh I kind of like those better than the original Star Destroyers. I, I think they just there's so much more character to them. Uh, I I really like um, the Republic cruisers that they gave us. I think those were great, and now they use those in Rebels as Imperial cruisers. That's a nice um, little ad that yeah, I, I like about yeah. that show. Yeah, so things like that, you know, uh, they they it's so subtle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I again, I get the feeling that there's a good chance we just haven't seen a lot of this new stuff because I feel like. 
so much of it, this film has been kept under wraps. And we've probably seen probably what? Like a 16th of this movie? And just like the clips that we've gotten, that's it. You know, right, a small amount. I think it's yeah. I've heard everywhere from like five to six minutes if you add all the clips together. Well, and I mean, they keep playing like around the same parts of each clip, you know, and they just might right. add like 15 seconds more here or there. So it's, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I wrote a, I wrote a piece um, that's going to be coming out uh, soon for a magazine. And I said, you know, expectation is, is the bane of our existence, you know, like as fans. And it killed for a lot of people the prequels because they had, you know, 20 years basically of, of expectation. And I'm just trying to do what my niece is doing right now. And she freaking loves Star Wars, you know? Like she is so into Rebels and she's starting to kind of watch the movies and she's watching Clone Wars and her favorite character is already Rey. Uh, she went, you know, and ha- for Halloween as Ray. So, you know, I, I just look at that and I think that's what Star Wars is supposed to be fun, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just trying to check my expectations uh, at the door and um, follow her lead and just be excited about whatever they give us instead of it having to fit into my. It, it must be this. So hopefully, and hopefully, it'll be good. Well, I can't wait to read your article on Maxim when that comes out. That's <laughs> going to be really interesting. So, uh, well, it wasn't for Maxim. No, oh, okay. I, I wish I wish I was making that you know kind of freelance money, but I'm not. So, <laughs> ah, darn! I was hoping it was something I subscribed yeah. to. Yeah, it's Entertainment Weekly. You get that one, right? But. Yeah, I yeah no. From the creators behind StarWarsReport.com comes a brand new nightly podcast counting down the last thirty days until Star Wars: The Force Awakens hits theaters. Star Wars Tonight will be hosted by Star Wars Report founder and editor-in-chief Riley Blanton and will feature an incredible lineup of hosts. Each day of the week will feature a special guest host with a unique and fascinating perspective on an aspect of Star Wars fandom and anything and everything from that galaxy far, far away. The week kicks off on Monday with comedian and podcaster extraordinaire. He's the host of the Night Attack podcast and so many more, Justin Robert Young. We will look at George Lucas and say, hey, you want to know what? He didn't know when to leave the party, but he's the one who started it. On Tuesdays, we bring in the head honcho of Geek Out Loud and the Gulliverse Network of Podcasts, Steve Glosson. When you get to Empire and they're there in the carbon freezing chamber, look how... Could I have said that any more hit? The carbon freezing chamber. <laughs> hey, we're going to go down there to the carbon freezing chamber and do some carbon freezing. Skywalker's just landed, my lord. Hey, let's see what will freeze now. On Wednesday, we feature Amy Ratcliffe. She's a writer for Nerdist, StarWars.com, Star Wars Insider, and so much more. So wait, wait, do I get a medal? Uh, or am I like Chewbacca oh, and I don't get a Oh, no. And on Thursdays, we talk to South Georgia radio personality and host of My Star Wars Story, Scott Ripon. And they've kind of had to take a two-pronged marketing approach. One is, of course, the new generation, new generation, new generation. But the other is they're very much telling old fans, this is your father's Star Wars. You can find Star Wars Tonight every weekday evening on StarWarsReport.com. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Star Wars Tonight on iTunes and your podcatcher of choice. May the Force be with you.
So I want to ask what you guys have seen of The Force Awakens. What what would you like to see made into ornament? Ornament-wise, I would love to see like um, a cool light-up of Poe's X-Wing. I like that X-Wing. Uh, I do think it's time. We only had one Millennium Falcon, uh, 96, so it's time for the new one. Um, well, I, we kind of have two. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, just I, ornament-wise, I uh-huh. mean... It, there, there's, you know, uh, it would be nice to have a, a new one that lights up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, God, can you imagine? And, and and obviously, this is what I want to see: old Han, old Luke, old Leia. You know, um, the Ray and and Finn and Poe. Uh, you know, all those characters. Um, BB-8, obviously. Uh, I need a BB-8 that um, when you like hit a little button on its side it does its little you know so that would be cool yeah so i there's they've got stuff to mine from this new film alone you know for the next couple years until uh but then they're gonna have rogue one come out next year so i mean they hallmark will never end now with Star Wars ornaments. <laughs> it's going to be a never-ending thing. Oh, yeah. Matthew, what's on the top of your tree, though? If everything's Hallmark ornaments, did you? what do you have on the top? It's the Black Series Ray. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> Black, yeah, Series uh, Black Series Ray. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's a Weeping Angel. Um, well, it's time to retire the Weeping Angel for a Ray. <laughs> no, uh, actually, uh, I, we had a star, but our apartment building... Um, that we used to live in was was the tree came quite close to the ceiling, so we weren't able to really put anything at the top. Um, and so, uh, hopefully, we'll be able to remedy that this year. And, and our ceilings are a little bit taller. And so, uh, either that or it's you know, I don't know. They fight for dominance at the top there to see you know whether it's going to be like a Yoda or Ben Cisco or something like that. So, very cool. So, um, one thing I kind of want to bring up now that we've seen, you know, with, uh, Disney's pumping out a lot of stuff, we're not just seeing Hallmark doing ornaments. I don't know if you, you've seen, um, Disney puts out some ornaments and then I've seen some others like at Toys R Us and I'm not sure who, who does those, but, uh, they're definitely a lot lower quality. Um, have you, have you been paying attention to those? I have, uh, I've been in Toys R Us frequently, you know, obviously looking for, uh, the newest, uh, black series figures, which is, is so impossible to find these days. Um, come on Hasbro, get your stuff together. Um, I need a Captain Phasma six inch. Let's do it. Um, yeah. you know, the ornaments at the Disney store are actually pretty decent though. Mm-hmm. I have to say they, they, they're very heavy. They're oh, really yeah. heavy, yeah. Um, but they are very nice. They have a nice mm-hmm. BB-8. Um, they have uh, a good Kylo. Um, so they they are doing a good job. Um, but uh, I pretty much stick to when it comes to the the Star Wars ornaments stuff. I, I usually go with the the Hallmark and and just stick with that, just because I don't need like three Kylos on my tree or you know. Mm-hmm. Um, six bb8s or you know something like that so right and so that's kind of what i was wondering because i saw that bb8 and I, i'm just like ooh, do i get it do i wait do i get it it's, do I wait? it's nice though mm-hmm. i mean I, that one at the disney store i would say that bb8 is nice so yep. i you know if somebody 
picked it up for me. I'm not going to not put it on my tree. It's it's a good ornament and, right. and it's well painted and mm-hmm. it's it's it the, it's very nice quality. So I I'm with you there. That that uh, version of BB-8 would definitely be worth having on the tree somewhere. But do you think that we're going to see a BB-8 from Hallmark this year? I don't know if we'll see it this year. Mm-hmm. Because I think that they have put out all the ornaments. I think the last Force Awakens ornament that they put out that they were doing this year was Captain Phasma. Uh, they could have... You know, Hallmark does this weird thing where they'll have other ornaments that aren't part of their like keepsake ornaments. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could have a BB-8 from in that. I, I don't... Mm-hmm. I, I, I even have to check online. They might actually have one. Okay. Um, so... But uh, just check your local Hallmark store. Uh, <laughs> tonight's Cloud City Casino, sponsored by Hallmark. <laughs> yeah, well, the the reason I say that is because I and, I, and I could have gotten bad information or not been listening. That happens sometimes, too, um, and, and just misheard or something. But um, I was thinking that, that someone, I want to say a Hallmark associate, said that there would be one more ornament coming out on the 18th. I could totally be wrong with that, but yeah, be um, awesome. Yeah, so that's why that I was wondering. I was awesome. like, who would it be? But see, I would think, you oh, know, Luke Skywalker. Right. That's kind of what I thought. Is maybe we'll get Luke or Han or some, you know, like a legacy character. Yeah. Um, because I kind of feel like, why would they wait to do it? You know, like aha, here we go, and then it's like eh, it's BB-8. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah. Like it's great, and if they do that, then I'll be excited and I'll, I'll pick it up because I'm sure it's going to look lovely. But at the same time, I just kind of feel like, okay, well, why did you kind of make it like it was this big mystery? Um, but they're not the only ones that's doing that, uh, if they are in, indeed doing that. Because I know the Disney store, you know, I pick up their Elite series as well. And they're supposed to be releasing a mystery figure on the 18th. So oh, that's, that's got to be Elite too. Right? That'd be Scooby-Doo, mystery. Whoa, Shaggy. Like, I know, Scoob. Especially with that one is interesting because we've already seen their BB-8, right? I mean, we've pretty much seen yeah, all the main true. characters. So with the Elite series, I have no idea. It has to be a character, or I would assume, right? Like, I'm not going to lie. In that case, like, Hallmark... I feel like 99% chance they're going to release a character that I'm going to want, right? Disney Store, if they released, like, General Huck, somebody like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> you know? see, if it's, if, it's that, if it's that late, you know, like, when the film has come out, it's got to be like Luke. Because right. he's the only character that we haven't seen in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we, we've seen pictures of pretty much everybody else except for Snoke. Right. So that's the only other character that I could think mm-hmm. of. Like the, the, the new huge big bad behind everything mm-hmm. that we haven't seen is Snoke. Right. Um, but I, you know, how many people are going to run out and get Snoke? Well, when... it's going to depend on what Snoke looks like. You know, is he going to be yeah, just visually yeah. amazing or is he going to be? I feel like he's probably going to be just since. Um, he, he's such a big, you know, his, his appearance is, is such a mystery. Yeah, when he dude, just I went out drinking looking... the other. I went out drinking the other night. I got so snoked. It was it, it was just really bad. <laughs> You're the worst. When he comes out looking like Sebastian from The Little Mermaid, we're all gonna be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you've picked up this year. Um, 
have you went through them all already? Well, this year, oh gosh, I picked up C-3PO and R2-D2. They're mm-hmm. together. They're the, uh, Each year they have part of what they call the collector series. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a part of that. So I have all of those from the Star Wars run. Um, so this was number 19. Uh, I picked up the, X, uh, the Y-Wing fighter and Zeb and then the Luke and Yoda. Uh, there's no try. Captain Phasma, Kylo mm-hmm. Ren, uh, Admiral Akbar. Yeah. And then I picked up the uh, Epic Vision from uh, Star Wars Celebration, thanks to my good friend Bruce Gibson. <laughs> and the only one that I didn't get this year was the uh, U3PO and R5D4, because that was a San Diego Comic Con, New York Comic Con exclusive. And, uh, you know, I just don't want to pay that eBay money uh, for that, because, you know, as cool as those characters are, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I feel you, but but I do like those characters. So, and I'll, and I'll be honest, where I am, just I do not care for scalping and and whatnot. To a degree, some of the com or convention exclusives, I'm I'm like, okay, well, you know, this cost them thirty dollars, and they're selling it for one hundred and twenty five, but. I really wasn't going to go to the convention. I didn't have to pay for the convention or the plane ticket or any of that. I can justify those things a little more. And I, I don't really have much. As long as it's reasonable, I don't have uh, any problem with, with spending the money on an exclusive that I really want. You know, To me, oh, I just yeah. can't. I can't look at it as this should only cost $30 and, and they're charging 100 I look at it as, well, this would have cost me much more than the 125 and if that's all I actually wanted out of it then I feel like that's kind of a, a, a fair price that's my opinion you know everybody can kind of feel about it differently now people who are going out and uh, before you know Walmart or whoever puts out all the uh, Black Series figures and they buy up all of the uh, Captain Phasmas because there's only going to be one to a case for the entire week and they go around hitting up everywhere and then they create false demand. Now that I have issues with. <laughs> that I have huge, huge issues with. But um, yeah. like I said, going places where not everybody's going to go, picking something up that you may not necessarily want to, but you know people do and will pay for, I don't have a problem with that. And I like R5-D4 and U3PO. Well, so. I got to say, you know, I... Um, I made uh, a little extra money this year, and uh, one of the the figures that I did pick up um, was a, an Ahsoka figure from the Clone Wars series. Um, one of the three and three quarter inch, and uh, her from fourth series season on, uh, and she is extremely hard to find. And mm-hmm. I will not lie; she is pricey on mm-hmm. eBay. Uh, but I sucked it up. And uh, she's on my wall now, and uh, I'm very happy. So, yeah, you know, those kind of things I can completely understand. You know, I, I, could, I could talk myself into getting the Obi-Wan and the Pondabata, you know, because uh, it's so awesome. I mean, it comes with a detachable arm that you can hang up next to yeah. one. Yep. So I, that's just legit, um, and it, it is a cool exclusive. So, um, yeah, that kind of thing, I, I, I definitely don't either. Um, and luckily this year, <laughs> Bruce was going to to celebration, and and I just hit him up on uh, on Twitter, and I was like, "Hey, Bruce, I want to pick something up for me at celebration." He was like, 
who are you again? <laughs> so. Yeah, who are you? I'm, I don't remember. Actually, I didn't tell you this. I don't think I told you this, but I went and got in line, and the, I think it was the first day, and there was already talk that they were going to run out because I think they were only doing about 500 a day. Wow. And so then I went early the next morning and stood in line for – and I was one, I, I got, I mean, it was like, you know, when they opened the doors to the convention, I ran in, went straight to Hallmark and the line was already, I don't know how long it was, but it took an hour and 15 minutes to actually get up there and you wow. could only buy one. They wouldn't let you buy more than one unless you went back in line and did it all over again. That's dedication as a friend right there. So that's why he's welcome back to the 602 Club anytime <laughs> he wants. I just stood in line because there was a slave Leia in front of me. So I just wanted to get a number. <laughs> Oh, excellent. No, there wasn't a slave. Yeah, but yeah, I I wanted to do that for you. But the thing is, some people were standing in line because they were also uh, handing out little pins. And each day there was a different pin. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, see, that's the reason, too, to go to something like a celebration. I'm still kicking myself for not going to celebration uh, this, this year. And... You know, the next time that it's here in the States, uh, it's it's pretty much a must. Um, but next year's Dragon Con will have to suffice with Bruce. So, Yes. Uh, so, Michael, you'll meet Matthew in person because awesome, he's coming man. to Dragon Con. It's going to be it's going to be great. And uh, also and if legend. Wait for it. Wait for it. And I hope you're not lactose intolerant because the end is dairy. Legendary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this year will be a little fun since I'm not hiding from Chuck Wendig. So, I I mean, after if he listens to the 602 Club review, he might wanna I might wanna hide from him. No, I I didn't hate the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't, no, I, I didn't either. I, Chuck That's seems yeah. like a great guy, and I, it was just it was just not my favorite. Um, yeah, I, I uh, felt like you, you guys have were to say though. Um, uh, Greg Rucka is is my master now. Uh, when it comes to Star Wars, because his Shattered Empire is so freaking good. So, <laughs> I need to get caught up on that one. I need to make it back man, to the comic book awesome. store. So, uh, the trees, I've only read the, the first trees. one. Oh, man. Well, that and his, you know, his young adult novel as well is, is fantastic. So uh, it's one. he is a very good Star Wars writer. He really does understand the characters. I've, i I know Rucka from from comics and stuff, and and I, I typically do like him. Um, honestly, the uh, was it Smuggler's Bounty? No, no, Smuggler's Run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it felt a little flat for me, just to be completely really? honest. It, it just it felt very generic. I didn't feel like that it. Um, I don't know. It just it felt like you could really just sort of insert different things or whatever, change them around. Nothing. It was just kind of like. Uh, it's just Han being Han, you know, back to just being the boys. So I don't know. It's just, it was yeah, all right. Really, all three of those books mm-hmm. are some of the, I, and I would say if, if any writer out there is listening and you, you want some advice, uh, if you haven't turned this off already, <laughs> I, I think that those three books are really the, the pinnacle of how you add to canon and make it feel legitimate mm-hmm. without, it feeling forced or anything like that because I felt like all three of those writers were so versed in the series and the characters and what they were able to do and what they were able to add, especially say like with Weapon of the Jedi, it felt like everything you kind of would have thought Luke would need to kind of experience before, you know, Empire. 
uh, you know, and it really did a great job of kind of showing how he uh, learns how to use a lightsaber enough to be competent so that when he's facing Vader, he doesn't look like just a complete boob. I mean, you know, <laughs> there was no lightsaber training on on Dagobah. Right. You know, so Luke obviously had to have learned that somewhere. And mm -hmm. I, that's one of the things that for me, like with that book was fantastic. And, and then the Leia book on top of that was really wonderful with um, what they do, what they were doing to add to her character and honestly kind of overwriting the somewhat awful Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, those books are really, really good. And I felt like they just, they added to canon in a way that it, it didn't feel like it was trying to force anything. Mm -hmm. And um, it just, it fit like a, pu a great puzzle piece. So yeah, that's okay. good stuff. Well, I, do, I will say, I do feel like I'm kind of ramping up uh, on them as well because I smugglers was kind of yeah, it's, it's all right it, I didn't hate it you know it was just it was kind of like yeah, all right it um it wet my palate it was a nice quick read and and now I've moved to Weapon of the Jedi I like it a little bit better and I'm actually kind of wanting to just power through it just once I get a chance to sit down and read again because the one that I'm the most interested in even though I haven't heard much about it one way or the other is the Leia book it's um, really good. I'm yeah. I'm interested to see what's going on with that one, um, and then and then I'll hit uh, Lost Stars, and you know I'll have to just uh, you know that's Lost Stars is a great way to lead yourself into the Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is, uh, honestly, too, just because where that book ends, mm -hmm. it's going to set you up perfect. Okay. So you're, I think you're doing a great job with with your reading order because I think you'll really appreciate having finished Lost Stars and then going into the Force Awakens. You'll be like. Well, son of a gun! <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and I should be lining it up right about right about there too. So, you know, I'll just have to make sure and uh, really really speed read through those uh, those sex parts that Teresa's talking about. But oh, it's <laughs> it's Teresa. Just, it's, it's not, not that bad. I'm no. just joking. It's it's, it's, it's so being. it's so overly just alluded to. It's not yeah. like. It's pages and pages of description. This isn't, oh, you know, I know. Fifty I know. Shades yeah, when of she Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, when she mentioned it, I'm like, wait, did I miss something? I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, I remember. I'm like, yeah, that was barely anything. You know? I know. I, she she was kind of joking and playing it up, and then I'm playing it up even further. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. This I mean, isn't Game of Thrones Star Wars edition. So. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what. You know, looking through your collection here of Hallmarks, and, and I'll tell you the two that... I have that uh, I would really suggest that it looks like you don't have is my first one that, that I got with Christine was the uh, Han Tauntaun. Or oh, Han yeah. Tauntaun. Yep, I don't have that one. but I love that ornament. Yeah, it's, that's a cool ornament. Uh, it's it's Dude. such a good one. And it's weird to have a uh, a Christmas ornament that says hell. I thought that was kind of interesting. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. We got that. And then uh, the one we picked up, I guess, last year. Uh, would have been the uh, Jabba's. I can't remember what it's called exactly, but it's the, the Jabba yeah, the Hut with uh, C three PO and Jabba. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. That's a really cool looking That's ornament. Cool. It is. It's um, really nice. And I mean, who doesn't want a gangster slug on their Christmas tree? That, Nothing says Christmas yeah. like a gangster slug. I totally agree. <laughs> but yeah, this year the plan was to only buy the. Uh, I think you you said it was called There Is No Try. Yeah. The uh, the the Luke and Yoda one. I thought that was such a such a fantastic ornament, and uh, that's the one. And we said, okay, we're we're gonna go for that. 
and then you know Kylo and Phasma come out. Next thing I know, they're sitting in my house. But that's fine, Christine. Don't worry about it. If that Spider Man ornament shows up in the house, <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> mean, have to you know, it. there's no reason that you have shouldn't have Spider Man or Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. I mean, come on, it's right. it's all's fair until the tree you know, floods. You know what's sad? I don't have a single Hallmark ornament of any kind. So that is really sad, Bruce. You that should, is sad. I think this should be the year that you start, man. This will be the year. Be the year that you start. Yep. This will be the year. I think the re- well, one of the reasons is because we usually let our daughters pick ornaments, so they're not picking the Hallmark ornaments. We take them like whatever to Walmart or Target or something like that. Get them cheap, but you know, this may be the year. I think you you've uh, convinced me, especially seeing these pictures of all these ornaments. So well, and once you start, you can't stop. It's kind of like Pringles. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I really suggest, like I said, the, the do the one a year. Not, not saying that, that Matt's method is wrong or anything, but I like, we're just going to pick the one. Which one is it going to be this year? It, it, I don't know. It adds a little bit more uh, of something special for me personally. But And there, like said, everybody are, has there are years that I don't You get it, all of them. Like last mm-hmm. year, they did the Cantina Band uh, and the uh, Rise of Lord Vader. Uh, I didn't get either of those. <gasps> no, I don't okay, have any of the right. Lego ornaments that they did for star wars either um you know I, so i there are some years where i regulate myself pretty pretty well just because i, I don't you know i don't need all i they did the atst i was like i just it's so i don't need that one you know <laughs> like it, it it's definitely it, there are some years that are better than others and this year just happened to be a pretty decent year with some great characters and so wait so um, the cantina band was last year Yes, Cantina okay. Band came out last year. And so it was, uh, it's pretty, I mean, it's nice, mm-hmm. but I just, I didn't need it. Yeah, that's the one I got last year. I totally forgot yeah. that I even owned that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I got that one last year. I got Jabba the year before and then Han the year before that. So yeah. last yeah. year I got the Sandcrawler and uh, because it's part of the Collector's Series, mm-hmm. number 18 was the Imperial Scout Trooper, so... Yeah, and I I love the sand crawler. I I was having a hard time not picking that one up last year, um, but I, I well just, yeah you can get that one on eBay. Mm-hmm. I mean I was looking today, it's not a bad price. Mm-hmm. So you know uh, if your wife is 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 okay with having a lot of Star Wars ornaments on the tree, you know um, <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. she needs some stocking stuffers. Oh yeah. Yeah, eventually I I need to get it because you know you've uh, you've definitely shown me some here. I'm like, oh, I need this one and I need this one. You know, looking at uh, like I said, I love the uh, the Revenge of the Sith lightsaber duel. I love the uh, Phantom Menace lightsaber duel. You know, I actually really 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 like the the Sand Person. Uh, that one just it uh, looks yeah, really that was a that was a great ornament. They that mm-hmm. was a like not a special edition, but it was a. Uh, an ornament that um, there were only a few made that year. You know, it was a limited edition one. So, uh, and I, so that's why I picked that one up. And it was, yeah, it actually is really cool looking. It's, mm-hmm. it's really well detailed and everything. Nothing yeah. says the holidays like a sand person on your tree. Uh, it really, it's so, it's, it's absolutely true, Bruce. Uh, people, that's people right. see that and all they think of is Jesus' birth. It's all awesome. <laughs> exactly. Well, Matthew. I'm going to wrap it up now that I'm thinking about seeing people in the wrappings around their their heads. We're going <laughs> to oh, wrap it nice. up with you. So Ooh, tell our that. audience where they can find you online. 
Oh, gosh. Uh, all over the place. You can find me doing podcasts at trek.fm online. Uh, and we're on iTunes at iTunes.com slash trek.fm. Uh, we are a featured provider there on iTunes. Uh, you can find the shows that I do. I do The Orb uh, with uh, Christopher Jones. That's all about Deep Space Nine. Uh, I do Literary Treks, which is about the books and the comics of Star Trek with Dan Gunther. We also get to interview authors very frequently on the show, talking about the new books that are coming out, and that's always a blast. Uh, and you can also find me, and we talked about on the 602 Club, and that's a place where we talk all things geeky. We frequently talk about Star Wars. In fact, we're going to be pretty dominated by Star Wars all the way to The Force Awakens. It's going to be excellent. Uh, we've got supplementals coming out the wazoo uh, as well with uh, Jessica Jones coming out and Mocking Jay Part 2. I mean... Oh, gosh. It's it's a busy time of the year. Great films, great things to talk about. So check us out there. You can find the 602 Club feed as well as the special Star Wars feed. And then I'm on Twitter at MattRushing02. So feel free. Hit me up anytime. Oh, yeah. And I, I just listened to your Air of the Empire episode yesterday. And I that's an episode I think that I'll probably point People, you know, if, if there's ever any sort of uh, talk about the Thrawn trilogy, that's one that I'm just like, go listen to that because it's, I feel like that usually when people talk about the Thrawn trilogy, it's just sort of one way. And I absolutely enjoyed from start to finish hearing you guys really break that apart and, and talk about that book. So I suggest everyone go listen to that right now. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I, I have uh, some guys that join me a lot with the Star Wars stuff, Bruce and, and John. And honestly, I just try to keep up. So, uh, you know, it, that's it's, not uh, true. It, it's you a keep, pleasure. You to, keep us grounded. <laughs> it's a pleasure to, to get to talk about Star Wars stuff uh, with a passion. And so thank you so much. Awesome, man. And I, and I appreciate you coming on here and uh, talking some, some ornaments with us. If anyone doesn't already know, they, of course, can find us at uh, Cloud City Casino on Facebook. We're also at Cloud City Casino on Twitter. So you can go like, follow there as appropriate. Uh, we're also on iTunes. So, uh, you, you know, hit subscribe there or find us on Stitcher and tune in but uh either way you know go ahead subscribe and go and rate us with however the the rating systems work on those i know it's five stars is what we we look for on uh, on itunes preferably and uh, of course if you have any questions comments send us an email over at cloudcitycasino at gmail.com and we will get back to you on that we'll even read it on air if you send it in i'm at morris isley on uh twitter and bruce where are you at, brother? I'm at Admiral underscore Rex. Awesome. Well, we uh, appreciate everyone tuning in to us this week. Next week, we've got a, a pretty cool show lined up, so we'll see you back then. And never forget. Uh, R2, I have a new strategy. Let the Wookiee win. Uh, you know.